From my heart to yours, welcome to the Love Lead XL podcast. I'm Kristen Wilson. Everyone knows him as Dawson's dad, but today we peel back a few layers and I introduce to you Chris High. Not only Dawson High's dad, but also the founder and CEO of High Class DJs out of St. Louis. My favorite part of this episode is the story he tells on the precise moment when he did become Dawson's dad. As a certified workaholic, Chris shares with us how he finds joy in the simplicity of life and balancing two very different careers. And I admit, we debate my philosophy, life is short, buy the shoes, as he was the only one who believed I shouldn't buy this beautiful pair of Alexander McQueen's that I knew would just give me magical powers and I fell in love with while shopping at the last DJ conference. I'll also tie that into how that is relevant to positioning yourself for success. Chris, hi. Are you ready for this? I am ready. (laughs) I am ready. Let's do it. So uh, hello, 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 hello. Everyone in this industry knows you as quote unquote Dawson's dad. So can you give us a little bit of rundown of what makes Chris High, who he is, the CEO and brains behind High Class DJs, and of course, Dawson's dad? What makes me who I am? Uh, I mean, I'm just a, I'm just a simple guy. Um, I'm, a, I'm a simple guy that, that loves to work, uh, loves what he do, does, passionate about uh, being with people on their on the biggest day that's a question I get asked a lot is with my my kind of schedule outside of the DJ business I stay very busy um, and then of course the DJ business keeps me busy as well but one of the questions I get asked a lot is like Chris what's it like uh, almost working every single weekend right um, do you ever take time off do you ever take vacation and it's something that I really don't do I do a couple of times a year but not much not as much as I should for sure but uh, I tell people is like I literally get to spend the best day of most people's young lives with them. Right? I think the birth of your children is, is a better experience than your wedding day. But outside, most people don't have kids to that point. Um, so the wedding day is the best day of their life. So to be able to share that with people is, is one of the greatest experiences in the world. And knowing that you're sharing uh, and creating memories that's, that's going to last a lifetime uh, with them because... I hate to kind of think about it this way. And it's not something I ever really talk about, but a lot of times that's the last big moments that maybe grandma and grandpa ever go to, you know, maybe grandma and grandpa don't get to, you know, be there uh, when the birth of the child and different things like that. So to create those memories that grandma and grandpa get to see their grand grandchildren get married, I, I think is an awesome experience. And, and that's kind of what my passion is and, and what my drive is. And um. I just love to work. <laughs> I just love to work. <laughs> I Is that think bad? Do. No, it's not. I mean, I I yeah. did, I take a little sushi break and maybe wine. I try not to drink every single night, but you know, sushi break, wine, and then like you know, move places, and I'm back at the laptop. So when you're passionate about something, it doesn't feel like work, right? It doesn't. It doesn't. It, it really doesn't feel like work. So outside of your DJ business, you quite clearly are in the corporate world. Can you touch on a little bit about what you do and maybe how that's helped your DJ business? So what I do is I, is I work for UPS. Um, so I, 
I don't technically work for the airline uh, just because of big corporate American and I have everything structured. Um, but I work for UPS in the general terms for everybody that if they want to know where I work, I'd say UPS. Um, so I'm based out of St. Louis, uh, my home base. Uh, I work at our airport, Lambert International Airport. So what I do is I oversee the airline side of it um, from the PM side. So we're in charge of all the outbound that goes out of St. Louis to make sure that when Kristen Wilson in Orlando, Florida is up at 11.30 at night and she's on Amazon or she's ordering from some company and they have the ability to ship it next day air and it needs to get on a plane because she needs it the very next morning. Uh, I make sure that everything gets out of St. Louis and is on those jets and going to make it to Orlando uh, the next morning for her. Listen, I love to work. I don't have time to shop. And so I shop online. So thank you very much. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So if you can't, if you don't get something from UPS, just dial me up, hit me a DM and be like, Chris, where's my package at? And uh, I can help you out. I feel like, like the operations and logistics just by some of the things that you have shared is extremely wild. Like I remember having a conversation with my CFO about you know, the amount of photo booths that we had to get out the door and how are we going to, we have, you know, this many locations and this many delivery drivers, this many vans. So what time does this have to go here, there, and there? And, you know, I, I almost looked at him one time and I was like, we can't do this. And he was like, Kristen, and he talked about Delta. He said, if Delta can move thousands of people across the United States, like you could figure out how to manage X amount of events. So can you touch on that a little bit? Yeah. So, I mean, when it comes to to logistics and, and moving things and operational side, that's probably the greatest part of, of how I marriage the two different sides of my life together, right? So UPS is UPS, the business is the business. Um, because if you, if you looked across the structure of my company and my DJs, I'm not the best DJ in my company. Um, most companies are built that way where the the top guy is the, the best guy in the company. And there's the talent below them just isn't on quite the same level. I'm not that way. I'm, I'm probably third or fourth on my roster uh, when you look at the talent that I have. But what I, what I bring to it is the operational side of how to take something that we need to accomplish. And most people might need 15 people to make that happen. I can figure out how to make it happen with six or seven. Um, and, and get it done efficiently on time, how to move things around. So when it comes to building routes and, and moving things around, uh, I can take things from the UPS world. Um, if you were to happen to follow a UPS driver throughout his day, we limit how many left-hand turns he makes uh, just because you sit idle. Uh, that's the most dangerous part of a, of a when you're out there driving is when you're crossing lanes of traffic. So we actually build the routes to where they make right-hand turns. Um, it might cost us a little bit more in mileage, but in time-wise, we'll actually be faster than if we made left-hand turns and stuff like that. So I can take some of that structure and bring it into it. Now, I'm not a large company like you, so I don't have to manage, you know, 11 photo booths and 10, 11 DJs per weekend. Um, but that would be something that would be right up my alley, you know. Time is money. Here. Time <laughs> is money. Time is money for sure. So, So I'm able to bring some of that, you know. From that side, but I think with the DJ business, uh, there's some corporate structure that I bring from UPS into it. But then also, I like to have a little bit more flexibility in the DJ business because I think you need it a little bit more. A little bit, just more. a smidge, maybe just a smidge. 
just a tiny bit. Okay. Tiny so bit. outside of, outside of all this work, what, what does Chris like to do for fun? As we mentioned at the start, I don't have a lot of time uh, for fun. Okay. Matt Redicelli, W-O-R-K is what you do for fun. W-O-R-K is what I do for fun. Um, I, I've went through like different segments in my life and, and different parts of where I found passion and, and what I did. Um, the most recent one was I was into running. I've always enjoyed running. I ran track, cross country in high school. Um, it, it was always kind of therapeutic for me. And so I would I would run, you know, just to go run and just to think. Um, side note on it is everybody thinks because I'm a DJ and I run, I should have the most killer playlist when it comes to workout music and, and tapes to listen to. And I listen to zero music when I run. I don't listen to anything. I just want to go out and run. I just want to hear the streets. I want to just enjoy the thing. I don't want to listen to music when I run. Um, so running was a huge passion of mine for a long time. Um, I would still love to do it. I'm getting a little bit older. Um, the body's taking a little bit of abuse here over the last few years. So I don't know if, how much I have it, but I was into marathons, half marathons, everything like that. Um, and then I found my passion once again for biking, uh, which I know you're an avid bike rider. Um, I see you do it all the time. Of course, being in the Midwest, we don't have the great weather that Orlando has, so we can't quite do it year round. Uh, but I kind of rediscovered that, you know, uh, this year is to get out on the bike. And it, it just gives me that ability to get out there and, and be away from everything. Um, I'm not a good enough bike rider that I can sit there and text and uh, hold a conversation. Can you do that? Or you have yeah, that ability? I can do everything. <laughs> you can do everything. Yeah. This morning, my bike ride was 12 miles and I got to the point where I was like, okay, I got enough speed where I'm like, oh, I'm feeling this. And then I just coast and then just like dance a little bit. And then I change the music. And then I'm like, oh my God, I have an idea. Like, let me send this text. I got to open my notepad. Let me write this note down. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm at the point where I'm still keeping both hands on the handlebars. I'm still riding. I'm not to the point that I can accomplish work stuff on my bike yet. Uh, so the bike's been great. I actually took it out the other day, uh, thinking that it was 55 degrees here and sunny in St. Louis. And that was a good, good time to ride. And it got a little chilly. Let's just put it that way. Walking the dog when it's 55 is different than riding your bike at 55, but uh, 100%. that's kind of, it's kind of my new passion. Um, but as, as you mentioned earlier, how most people know me across the industry is, is Dawson's dad. And, and that's really my passion and, and joy that I get to experience every weekend. Uh, we're got to the point now where we don't go out together so much, but when he was first coming up in the industry to be able to have something that I love as far as DJing and then have Dawson with me is almost like a gift every single weekend that I get to share with my kid. I love it. So that's awesome. I love it. It's and really so awesome. you guys, I know attend conferences together. Um, and so when did that kind of start? So it started uh, in Midwest uh, DJ's Live. Um, I'd have to go back and look at the calendar. He could probably rattle it right off to me. Uh, but I've always kind of went to Midwest DJ's Live. That's kind of a, a smaller conference. It's local, kind of regional here to St. Louis. So it's easy to get to. Uh, we have a large group of guys from the St. Louis market that go up. So it's kind of a fun fun one to go to. And uh, he Wait, said he wanted to go. Jimmy, Quain, who, who, who all's up there? Who all we got to shout out? Shout out. So we'll give Quain. Uh, Jimmy, Chris Johnson, Chris McMahon, um, and then myself. So 
to take five DJs from one just close market. And the beauty of it is that we're all close friends as well um, to go to. So it's a great conference for us. I love it. Mitch and that group up there. Uh, they just put a, a, a great conference on. So Dawson came to me and said he wanted to go to one, right? He wanted to go to one. Um, his story, you know, if you know his story, he's kind of, you know, found Jan I and, and kind of followed Jason with everything. And then as he was getting to know people, he went to it. And I was super nervous. I was so nervous to to bring him um, to do it. And then on top of that, he said he wanted to do the Big Ron spinoff. And at the time, he was only 13. Right. And so he wanted to do the big Ron spinoff. And I'm like, Dawson, like, let's just pump the brakes. Like, let's just go to the conference. Right. And you know him. I mean, he gets these big ideas and he just he wants to go. Right. And I'm trying to be dad and I'm telling him, just pump the brakes, pump the brakes a little bit. Let's just go to the conference. I don't think you need to do the spinoff. Um, and he's like, no, let's do it. Let's do it. I want to do it. So I'm like, OK. Um, and so, of course, Ron and, and, and the crew fit him in to be able to do it. But getting to the conference, they put him with all the big hitters, right? So he was, you know, right in there with, with Henry race and he was right in there with Nate Nelson. Oh, I think um, Henry you know, race just got engaged. Oh my God. If that's not true, I'm going to be in so much trouble. He did. He did <laughs> okay. Thank God. Thank okay. God. Yes. Whew. And it is, it is public. It is out there on Facebook. Okay. So oh safe. man. I need to be careful what I spew off. Yes. Um, so you're safe there. So they put them right in the, in the big hitters with them right there. And so that was really my, my proudest moment as a dad, um, at that moment, like I'd seen him at wedding team, been with me, but that was just kind of everyday thing. So that was, that was the single biggest moment in my, in my young life. Um, I can't say young, but, uh, in my, in my, you know, life with him, as far as that moment, like dad. So, um, the room was kind of filling up and then you could feel the buzz in the room that there was this 13, you know, cause he wasn't known at the point, you know, a few people knew him, but he wasn't known. And so the buzz kind of started to circle around the room that this 13 year old was going to be playing. And then the room really started to fill up. So now I'm really getting nervous because as a parent, I'm, I'm built, I'm wired to protect my kid. Right. And, and at that point I couldn't protect him. Because I can't mix, I can't mix as good as some. So I can't be up, I can't go up there and be like, "Hey, bro, you need to do this transition this way. You need it because I can't do that." So um, I, it's out of my hands, right? It's out of my hands. And so to to see the support that he got, and uh, he crushed it. And they actually had video of me standing kind of off to the side because I didn't want him to be able to see me. I was crying like a baby, literally crying like a baby. And so that that was the proudest moment. And that's when I became Dawson's dad. Because the rest of the conference, everybody just knew me as Dawson's dad. Oh, you're Dawson's dad. Oh, you're Dawson's dad. I'm like, yes, I am Dawson's dad, but um, I'm kind of good at what I do as far as my own business. But that's okay. I'll, I'll be fine with the rest of the little career. I'm known as Dawson's dad. It's funny because I feel like, like as you're talking about this, I feel like you have such a such a gift of being able to. I don't want to say like stand on the sides, but almost like stand on the outskirts and watch someone or even take it to a, the next step further and have a conversation with someone and, and really see the best in them and then be able to position them for success. I think success now, I think success for the future. Like I feel like in that moment right there, that truly defines that. And I've also seen you do it with other people as well. I, I watch you do it with your your team and and how you you know you guys you do creative positioning and marketing and things like that. So um, 
talk a little bit about that. Like when you, when you see a light and when you see a star, how do you make sure that like the next steps are putting them in the right positions for opportunity and growth? Well, I, I think with, with everything, and, and this is where the two, two worlds come together between UPS and, and my DJ businesses, I have a large team at UPS and, and everybody that comes in the door, and this is just in life, we don't have the same skill sets, right? Um, and what that means is, is I love the game of basketball and I practiced hard at basketball all through high school. And I love to play basketball, but I'm never going to make it to the NBA. Doesn't mean I'm a bad person. I just don't have the skill set to make it to the NBA. So when, when people come into the DJ world and where I position them and market them and put them is, I want to get to know who they are. And I want to get to know who their skill set is and, and what their skill set is. And then ultimately, how I can make them successful, right? Nobody was ever going to turn me into an NBA basketball player. I don't care how much I paid, how much I practiced. It was never going to happen. Um, so I want to I want to make sure I take my team members and I put them in positions to be successful according to the skill set they have, right? So when I market Dawson, when I sell Dawson, um, it's tough. You know, a lot of times when you're sitting across from the bride and groom and they're excited, and then mom and dad are looking at you and been like. Did you just say this kid was 13 years old? Right? Like, I know what my 13-year-old other son over here is doing. And now you're going to tell me that this 13-year-old kid's going to DJ my daughter's wedding or my son's wedding. Um, that was tough. So I want to put them in positions to be successful. So I do that with each one of my team members is who are you, what you are, because um, not all my team members are Dawson. Right. There's distinct differences between Dawson, who, as we all know, he's not giving you more than 30 seconds. And you can you'd be surprised how many, how many dads, how many older guests literally come and scream at me because he's mixing songs so quick. I literally had a dad, um, you know, that came up to me second song of the night. He's like, it's not gonna be like this all night, is it? And I'm like, it is. He's like, this ain't going to fly mad as can be. Um, but when it comes to it, it's just when people get to know people, right? I had an old manager that taught me, um, and this is something still that I do to this day, is we had to know 10 things about every one of our employees, right? So who's Kristen's mom? Who's Kristen's dad? Does Kristen have any children? The biggest thing is why? That's your favorite saying, right? What's the why? <laughs> why? I hear the why, right? I hear Dawson say that all the time. Dad, Kristen wants to know my why. Well, what's your, what's your, what's your why? What's your um, so purpose, know, people? What's your purpose? What's your purpose? Like, don't uh, tell so me had, something and don't give me the why. The why is the most important part. Without the why, there's no truth. Nothing. I have a, a right now, my, my, I guess I don't even know what level you would call me so high. Uh, but that's his people. That's his word is do our people know the why? Why do we do what we do? Why do I ask you to validate these locks are up? Um, why do I ask that you check this? Why do I ask that you do this? If people don't know the why behind it, then they're not going to be bought into why you do it. Like, you know, we show people when they, when they first come to UPS is, 
you here in St. Louis, this is how you affect the whole entire network, right? You're feeding this big beast here. And then ultimately you're doing this. You got to know the why behind everything. So once you know somebody's why, why are you, why do you want to be a DJ? What's your purpose? Is it to make some extra money? You know, did your, this happen? Did this happen? Do you need a new car? Are you paying through your um, kids to be, to go through there? So why that? Why? I think that's so important because, you know, I just talked about vision board and dreaming and all the things. And I think that if there's one thing that I can add to that, it's, you know, if you're looking at what are my goals, what do I want to achieve? What do I want my life to look like? All those things. I think if you are struggling with that, you can kind of take a step back and be like, but like, why? Because if you don't have a strong enough why behind something you want to achieve, then it's not going to motivate you every single day to get up and go. Correct. Speaking of motivation for things. Okay. Let's go back to the DJ Collective. Which one? This past one. Okay. Because life is short, buy the shoes. And, (laughs) (laughs) and I found the most gorgeous pair of magical sneakers that I've ever seen in my entire life. Like it literally was love at first sight. I left them at the store. And then when we got back to like the kind of hangout area, Mm-hmm. I was taking surveys because I'm like, do I buy these shoes? Do I not buy these shoes? Do I buy these shoes? Do I not buy these shoes? And you were like, no, you're not. Don't buy the shoes. Meanwhile, every, I mean, Digital Dave, Scooter, like I 100% threw you under the bus. You, I don't think you threw me under the bus. You like drove the bus over me and then you backed up. And then another person walked by and then you drove the bus over me again and back the bus up again. Listen. Yes. The shoes. <laughs> I the shoes. Here's the point I want to make here. Yes, How many conversations did those shoes get me? A lot. Do you have the shoes now? Because I know you, that you didn't have the right size whenever... Oh, 100%. Like I left the one pair of shoes. I feel, I literally feel like Cinderella right now. Like I left the shoe. It was lost. I couldn't find it. Melissa went and bought me a pair, but it was too big. And like, I couldn't even make it work if I put on three pairs of socks. And so then (laughs) I had to like return. I literally took a freaking scooter ride back to Neiman and Marcus to return the shoes. Then I got home. I dreamt about the shoes every single night. And then I was like, F this, I'm buying the shoes. And I bought the shoes. Yes, I did. You have the shoes. I do. And actually, I might just make an epic Instagram post about them. So if you are listening, you can see what these shoes look like on my Instagram feed. I'll make sure I post them. So so why why didn't you want to buy the shoes? Hold on for a second. What's What's the saying that comes from the movie and what movie? was it from where it says, if you love something, let it go. And if it comes back to you, it's yours forever. Right. Isn't there some quote? I might, that I might is the quote. It. Are you seriously trying to hijack my life is short by the shoes quote with that quote? 
Yes. So that was the moment, right? We had to walk out of Nordstrom's and wasn't Neiman and Marcus. Oh, sorry, Nordstrom's. Nordstrom's. We had to walk out of Nordstrom's and you had to let that love go. And three hours later, when we made it back to the hotel, if it came back. Now, that's the the, the one side that I, I kind of have who I am is I'm a practical person. People say I don't have emotions, things like that is, is black and white. Do you love the shows? I didn't like how tall they were. That's not my vibe. That's not my style. They were my style. They were my <laughs> they, they are your style and they are your vibe. Bro, those shoes are magic. It's like when, it's like when Superman puts on his cape or like when Spider-Man puts on his like gear or like when Iron Man like puts on his thing. Like that's what these shoes are. What they did for you. Yes. Now I, I, I got to see this. If I wasn't nervous what you were wearing underneath your cute top here, I would ask you to get up and go get them. But you might be like in shorts or something. Yeah, correct. We're Must on still Zoom. Be in- we're on Zoom right now. So we all know that life where like you get dressed from like the top up, but then like PJs from the, from the waist down, right? I'm not, so I'm not going to ask you to go get them and show me. No. I want to see them. So I'll, I'll have to find you on Instagram yes. later to see yes. the shoes. Yes. And people are going to love the shoes. They were, they were cool shoes. Just I'm going to put it on record officially on our, on our Zoom podcast here that I was not a fan of the thick soles. That's not my sauce. That's not my Okay, jam. but then let's tie that to music because there may be okay. a mix on one of the record pools that like, it's not your vibe. However, and you hear me, I say this all the time. I'm like, nope, that's not on brand. I can't play that. But like, I'm going to tell you, I just got offered a type of gig that I have never done before. And I'm going to have to go back through those mixes because they might have to be my vibe for that type of moment. So like, I think it is all in, you know, what is it? Feng Shui? How you rock the shoes. Like you're not going to wear those shoes. shoes. Dawson isn't going to wear those shoes. No one else could rock those shoes. Like I do. No. Also, I, I, but tying into mixes and music, right? If you paid me, I'd wear them. Oh my God. I'm not, these are my shoes. You can't wear these. Okay. No. I can't wear them. But in the same token, right? So I might not dig music or something, but also when you're servicing the client and I'm being paid to, you know, try and, uh, trying to give them exactly what they want. Still has to fit on brand, right? Um, still fit within the structure of the company and the brand and all that. Cause I think that's important is that you don't lose sight of, of who you are for a company just to take money wise. But with the shoes, I mean, if you said, Hey, Chris, I'll give you this amount of dollars to wear those shoes. I would have walked right through the the hotel with them on, you know, sporting them. No, they're not your vibe. Not on brand for you. They're not no, my vibe. Not, your vibe. not on brand for me. Not my vibe. Not my not style. Your vibe. So you asked, you asked my opinion and I gave you my opinion. I love your opinion. But folks, life is short. Buy the shoes if they make you happy. You got to find joy. If they you do have make to you find happy. joy in life. And if that is the tiny piece of joy that I need as a pair of shoes, then boom, I'm getting them. Let's go. Yes. Where do you find joy? Where? Wow, that's that's deep. Where do I find joy? I, I think I find joy in other people's success. 
is, is where I, I really find the most joy. And I, I think that's where the, the beauty of the, the two worlds I live because the UPS world, every night there's thousands upon the thousands of packages that are leaving St. Louis that are going to land on somebody's doorstep the next morning. Right. And when somebody orders something next day air, they want it the next day, you know, because it's much cheaper to move it by ground and, and all that. And, but somebody wants it the next morning. And the analogy I kind of tell people is if it's 10 degrees in St. Louis and it's snowing, the person that's in Orlando, Florida right now, where I look at your, your setup here and it's sunny and it's beautiful. You're in a tank top type shirt. It's probably 80 degrees in Orlando today, maybe right? Maybe 70 with some humidity. Yeah, maybe 70, right? Like it's it's going to rain as snowy here. It's cold it's as fine, can it's be. Fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's <laughs> fine. You want your package the next morning. So there's something very, very satisfying about that is every night when those jets leave St. Louis and all those packages on their way, I get joy from that is literally there's going to be tens of thousands of people that the next morning get something on their doorstep that brings a smile to their face. I might not see it, but it brings them joy, right? Um, so that's the the UPS side. And then I get it from my side is just being with my my family and and, and the joy from that and, and just seeing them excel. And, and like I said, with Dawson, it's, it's fantastic. Um, because I'm with them every single weekend. I literally can come into um, his room and he's working on something and we can talk business and all that. And then uh, he doesn't get a lot of airtime. He's not he's not trying to be wild and famous, but I have a, a true 12-year-old, my younger son, Caden. Um, and he's just, they're, they're so different polar opposites. Dawson's all business and always wanted business. And, and he's working with somebody or he's like, I talked to, Mo and he's designing this new thing. And then I have Caden and he's just like, dad, he just asked me literally minutes before we came in here. He wants to bounce ping pong balls down the steps. And he wants to set up this wooden contraption at the bottom of the steps that he can bounce all these ping pong balls into. But he's very concerned with scratching the hardwood floors. And so he's like, how can I do this? Yes. Yes. So two different sides. So I, I get the business side of Dawson brings me joy to see him love that. And then just to see Caden's creativity side and who he is and his imagination and, and what he comes up with and the things he comes up with uh, just every day is, is just a joy. I love that. Let's bounce. Let's, let's bounce ping pong balls down the stairs. Yeah. Ping pong. Down, and he's going to try and hustle me out of money somehow. You know, he's, he's always trying to make a quick dollar so he can spend it on a game. Like yesterday, he's like, if I bounce it three times and I make it in there, can I have yes. 10 Yes. Right? And Dawson's like, why don't you go load my van for my event tomorrow night and I'll pay you $5 that way. And he's like, no, I don't want to do that. But I want to bounce balls and I want to hustle out of that. So just the just the joy that the my family brings me and, and like I said, work brings me and knowing that every customer, you know, I mean, I can say, with 100% certainty, this holiday season, every package that came through St. Louis at night left St. Louis on time and made it on the plane and, and off to its destination. Boom. We did Santa our Santa Claus made it happen, you guys. You heard it here on the Lovely at Excel podcast. Yes. <laughs> 
So we made it happen out of St. Louis. So with all the things with, you know, your career and the family and the business, like how, how I want to, I want to ask you, how do you balance life? But maybe the better question is how do you, how do you juggle all of that and make time for the things that are important to you? It's hard. It, it, it's really hard uh, to do it because I'm a, I'm a self-proclaimed workaholic. So it's very hard. So I, I think it kind of ties into who I am is, is I'm, I'm very selfish. I don't think I said that right. Selfless. Um, yeah. When it, when it comes to needing stuff for me, I don't need a lot. I like, I'm a very simple person. I like simple stuff. Um, I like to be simplistic. I don't need a lot in my life. And so I, I think that kind of ties into everything that I do. So I'm more of, and you do, what are all the things you do? I've, I've heard you and Dawson talk about it and I've seen you mention them before. Like what's all the guys of like, you guys are figuring out like what number you are oh, Enneagram. and all that stuff. Yeah. All that. And like, so what now I'd love to know what number well, I, I can send you a link to the quiz. I have some guesses on what you are. So I, I would love to know that because I'm more about everybody else more so than myself, right? When when people are like, what do you want to do here? I'm like, it doesn't matter to me. Like, let's just go. Like, I'm going to be happy seeing Dawson out there doing his thing versus it being on me or, you know, seeing Kristen do her thing versus, you know, being on somebody else. But I, I love to see everybody else succeed. And that brings me joy more so than it would be on my spotlight because I'm, I'm sure you know, there's probably, I mean, a, a perfect example. And I think this is, you know, somewhere where I think it's backward is the whole Britney Spears thing, right? With the free Britney movement is um, hashtag free Britney. Um, I don't even know if I'm allowed. To- is you can't tell me her. What? You can't tell me that her dad was not jealous of her. I mean, hundred percent, but like I'm on, I'm literally on the Britney train. I don't even need to read the depositions or hear the depositions. like. At a certain point in time, like the butterfly has come out of the caterpillar. What what happens? Did the caterpillar like roll up in a thing and then it becomes a butterfly? Like let her fly yeah. free. Yes, but I, but I have to believe that he was jealous of her. Start. He wanted to control every bit of her. Yeah. Yes, where I'm I'm different. Like I want to see Dawson fly, you know, and and take him to conferences and you see that is, is I sit back. Right. I mean, there, there's at the Midwest DJs live concert, the first concert um, conference, not concert. Uh, people didn't even know who I was at first. Right. They thought Jimmy, our dear friend from St. Louis and, and, and a great mentor Dawson was Dawson's dad because they had such a close relationship. And so they're always talking and socializing and all that. So they didn't even see that I was Dawson's dad. Right. They couldn't put that correlation together. So I'm, that's who I am as a person. And that brings me joy is to see other people out there, see other people exceeding. If I can be behind the scenes and I can help you be successful, that puts a smile on my face and that warms my heart. And that gives me joy. I love it. So with all of these things and life being crazy and, you know, never having a day off, what do you feel like you're most grateful for? And, and how do you keep it simple when it gets crazy? Most grateful for, I'm most grateful for is that I can still do it at the, at the age I am. I don't want to say how old I am because I'm old, uh, 
But at the age of 49, I'm still able to do it day in and day out um, is what I do. So I'm most grateful that I, I'm still blessed with health and I still love what I do. So love what I do. I'm, I'm literally coming out of the holiday season. My hours are absolutely insane and crazy. And people ask me sometimes, like, how do you do it? Uh, I'm grateful that I'm still able to do it. So able to function on three or four hours sleep a day. day no, day I'm going to need seven hours of sleep. I'm going to need essential oils. I'm going to need like a bedtime routine. I need my fan on. I need like three pillows. Like I have a process. You have a process. I literally just blew up my blow up mattress out of a back office. And I'm, I, when I blew it up this morning, I'm like, man, there's probably some nicer ones out there. Like I should probably upgrade this. Yeah. I could send you a link on Amazon. I got a bougie one send for my house. Link to Amazon. Yes. You do? Okay. I, I need to probably upgrade my mattress that I sleep on during the holiday season to make sure jets move day in and day Mine's out. bougie. Like you can, you have different levels of like soft, medium, hard. It has like a back thing on it. What? Like it has like an extra, like, Get yeah, out of here. it's crazy. Send me that link. <laughs> I need that in my life. That that will bring me joy. It's a new air mattress. Is, Got it. A new air mattress for my for my back office during the holiday seasons where I sleep on a noted. You might also need um, two more pillows and some essential oils. Got to get that sleep score up, bruh. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that. But um, <laughs> my, my watch my watch doesn't even register that I sleep because it's not long enough. Not long enough. We'll work on that. We'll work on that. Okay. So now that you have listened to a few episodes of the podcast, you've been on one yourself. You actually even attended the podcast launch party. Does Love Lead Excel have a special meaning to you? And what does it mean to you? This is my favorite part of the episode. So don't mess this up. Don't mess this up. Uh, I love, I love the whole Love Lead Excel brand. And uh, I, I love that that's what you're passionate about, right? And, and you talk about the why a lot of times, but if you have those core things that guide you in everyday life, as you do, you know, you're going to love, lead, and excel. Um, I, I think if you have those core values, then you're going to be successful in anything that you do because the, the core of everything is, is guiding you and your purpose uh, of why you do everything. Um, for me, loving what I do is just seeing people satisfied and knowing I played a small role in that. Uh, that's one of the things that a lot of times after um, in, the, in the DJ side of it is after an event is letting clients know, thank you for just allowing me to play a small role. And not to be egotistical, but I think DJs play a large role in the success of the day, right? We can say that. We can say that. Like we're a pretty big part of the day. You know what's right? funny though? The only time that that is not recognized is if a DJ messes it up. Correct. Correct. That's the only time. Um, so knowing that we played a small role in the in the best day of their lives, right? So just loving that. Leading is, I hope, and and my people will tell you this is that um, I lead by example. Like I'm going to be the first one that gets in there and gets my hands dirty and will do everything that I ask my people to do. 
right? So I've DJed. If something's wrong with the equipment, I'll be the first one in there to fix it. So I, I try and lead lead by example is what I do across everything. Um, try and be a great dad to my children and just lead by example. And then when it comes to excelling at it, I love to win. Some people call me a, a sore loser. I don't know where they, where they come up with that. Um, but I love to win. And, and Dawson will tell you this. And, and of course, my youngest son will really, really tell you this because uh, he's more the athletic side. So he's into sports and soccer and basketball and competing. And I compete. I don't let him win at anything. Right. I don't. So I, I love to excel and I, I love to win. Um, I love to dominate. You know, if you say we're going to walk two blocks, I want to walk two blocks faster than you. I want to take 15 more steps. No, right? I want you to have the same watch as me. So it, it judges everything equally across the board. Doesn't mean I'm a sore loser. I just want to even playing field when I do it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I love everything I do. I want to lead. And then of course I want to excel and, and just win at everything. I love it. I love it. I've absolutely enjoyed our conversation today. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. Where can our listeners connect with you and learn more about you or high-class DJs? Um, you would probably need to reach out to Dawson. <laughs> is what you would need. Is that bad? You would, I mean, I, I, I have it out there. I mean, there's, there's a social media is a curse. There's, there's high-class DJs.com uh, and, and all our Instagram high-class DJs. Um, I do have an Instagram that Dawson tells me I need to use. Um, I think it's under DJ Chris. <laughs> so that, that ties into how busy I am. Right. So busy. So he's my kind of social media guy that, that keeps things everywhere. Uh, the easiest way to catch me is catch him. And then he'll put you in contact with me and uh, get us on the right track. I love it. Thanks so much again, Chris. This has been awesome. <laughs> Thank you for having me today. I enjoyed it. Uh, so just to wrap up, you guys, life is short, buy the shoes, hustle, um, love what you do, find the joys in life and go slay. See you on the next episode, guys. Hey friends, thanks for listening to the Love Lead XL podcast. For more inspiration, hit subscribe wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts and follow me, Kristen, on Instagram at meet Kristen. Until next time. I empower you to continue to love what you do, lead by example, and excel at it all.